Coming to you from the Twin Cities, this is Toughcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Toughcast. I'm Nash. I'm sitting in a hotel room in Times Square with four pretty interesting people. Would you guys mind introducing yourselves and tell me a little bit about what you do? Uh, I'm uh, Mike from the Ralph's Mob Sports Group in Tampa, and I uh, sit in hotel rooms and do podcasts. Nice. <laughs> Very niche so market. I'm, should be really good at this. Supri- surprisingly lucrative market, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pays really well. It's not wearing pants, either. Yeah, and then uh, Mar- Marcus from the ESG. I'm actually the first time on a podcast ever, so... Yay! And the ESG Cherry. is Edmonton Supporters Group. Exactly. Creatively Most creative named. name ever. That's Cherry Pop. Yeah, I didn't come up with that, but... <laughs> <laughs> but you got a nice... I like that shirt, man. That's it's all cool. distressed. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's got, like, go. nice... Yeah, cool. I like it. You guys have a, like, strong logo. Like, it's like commandos are being dropped into, like, Syria with that, like, logo <laughs> on the side, like, going and being like, give us your beer, play a game of soccer, now! Let us cheer for you! Hide the children, the ESG is here! Oh! And the last thing that ISIS guy saw was always stand united. <laughs> you live like a rally rabbit playing card or something like that. I am Luis, and I am a host on Cosmos Country Podcast. And I am currently in a room with four other men in a hotel room in Times Square, which about ten years ago had a different implication. <laughs> <laughs> then Giuliani came around. Yeah. Clean the place up and just the shop that down Take that, Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jason, and fuck the Cosmos. <laughs> uh, I represent Ralph's Mob in probably far too many ways, but... Uh, I'm here hanging out with... Uh, with actually, uh, people I can call friends now. And something two years ago probably would have been unheard of. So the culture of the NASL soccer landscape has changed so dramatically that we can actually hang out with each other and have fun. We can, you know, hang out at the same tailgates before the game, hate each other for 90 minutes, and then go have a beer afterwards after that game. All right, everybody hold my hand. Kumbaya, (laughs) my lord. That's I'm, not, I'm only supposed to hate you for 90 minutes. Well, <laughs> I'm not counting halftime. <laughs> There's an extra 20 minutes you can throw in there. So so we're all here basically because, A, Luis is here because he's awesome and he works in New York and we told him, we peer pressured him to miss the Cosmos post-championship party and come and join us. The rest of us are here because we were in the NASL Supporters Summit this morning. This podcast is going to be a little bit different because, A, we're sitting around a hotel room. The gain is pushed all the way up, so the sound quality might vary a little bit. I warned you, don't bitch about it on Twitter at me. Second thing, we're just going to talk for a while about stuff that interests us, maybe about the game tonight, maybe about supporters, maybe about in the NASL. And we decided to start recording when you were about to, Jason, bitch about Hofstra University. And it's many evils. What a fucking clown show. I'm sorry. You have the Cosmos, who have probably one of the most preeminent names in all of soccer. And you're playing in a high school stadium. And let me just give you an idea of the kind of parody that you get in the security. All right. Uh, I have no problem with uh, any of the five points. But they're letting off fucking fireworks. Literal fucking fireworks in the stands. Firing Roman candles in the sky. And security is got four deep over by the Ottawa supporters group, and they're bitching at the capo for standing in the fucking walkway. <laughs> and there's no ATM anywhere in the stadium, and everybody 
Beer and food only take cash. If the language on this podcast has distressed you, you may reach out to us at... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you send all complaints to info at Ralph's Mob. But honestly, Hofstra is killing the Cosmos. I mean, they have, what, won how many fucking championships in the last two years? Two, two in the last three. Two in the last three years. And they're playing at a Bush League. And not we're not talking second division. We're talking... Bush League bullshit stadium with people who don't fucking get soccer. I was walking by one of the, the sections, and people, as we're walking by, are yelling, down in front, I'm trying to watch the game, and I'm like, you're sitting in a fucking soccer game. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're watching a game, not a fucking tennis match. And Hofstra just does not get the soccer culture at all. And I, it's, I just, okay, forget soccer culture. I was just distressed by the fact that they're not taking cash. It's like Justin Trudeau said, it's 2015, damn it. Right. Start taking credit cards. We have women in cabinet <laughs> positions. The best thing I was saying was, so she said, no, we don't need cash. And I was like, oh, where's the ATM? Like, we don't have one. I'm like, what? How do you that, not? That, that should not be an acceptable response yeah, no. to where is the ATM in a cash only establishment? Right. We don't accept currency, is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, God. That's like saying Only we only Bitcoin. accept Canadian dollars now. Yeah. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> Your money is much prettier than ours. It is, actually. Yeah, but yours is funny. It is funny looking and worth more. What is, what is the first reaction of a Canadian seeing an American dollar? <laughs> funny money? I don't know. It's... Why do you have one dollar bill? Freedom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never forget yeah, freedom. Yeah. Fuck yeah. America. Okay, so one dollar bills. Yeah, you have way too many. You have a wallet full of money, but there's no money in there. They're like ten bucks, but it's a stack. That's brilliant. I hadn't thought That's about actually, that. You guys don't have one dollar bills. They have coins. No. They have yeah, coins. Two dollar coins. And this yeah. Which makes strip clubs very awkward. Because yeah. <laughs> women walk around with sacks. <laughs> you just don't throw that hard. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're you really like it. You Making it rain by like chucking rolls at her. Marcus, you spent a lot of the section standing right in the thick of the Ottawa sand. Because you said Canadian pride. You are supporting Canada over America today. Exactly, yeah. That's, what that's, that's how uh, we all in the ESG and as admin supporters, we support, of course, Canada in that match. Or the Ottawa side of Fury. And it's Canada versus USA in that match. I'm sorry we disappointed the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what was it like? What was that stand like? Was it, it fun? It, it was fun. It was, it was weird to be in the supporter section of your opponent. Right. Or your team that you actually hate during the season New Derby basically yeah. our yeah. rival our Canadian rival but right. in that case it was country over club in that case for us for me mm-hmm. at least and I, I had to support them that's pretty cool yeah. it was frustrating not to be able to do your own chance though and they all yeah. sound the same oh, sound like, quit like stealing it. our shit oh that's a good one we're gonna steal that one <laughs> <laughs> burn, the burn the White House down chat was great yeah. that one was good and what's yeah, a green and white one. and your that's team awesome. is shite or something like that yeah. Burn the White House down. That's pretty. That's pretty. Yeah. Well, it's it's pretty pretty something about like, it was the War of eighteen twelve chant. Listen, it's too soon. I think Tony West Burdine would appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. right. So, so uh, War of eighteen twelve. You know, there's a funny video about the War of eighteen twelve on College Humor, which is all about the fact that nobody knows what the War of eighteen twelve is. Apparently, Ottawa does. Yeah. Well, well the Canadians burn the White House down. It's yeah. that socialist education system. It's uh-huh. up north. 
Where we are. Free healthcare, free free education. I've always found it entertaining. Like there was an article in the New York Times about how American ships named themselves after major American uh, victories. So you have the Coral Sea or the Leyte Gulf or whatever. Oh, but then, like Canadian ships named themselves after Canadian victories, which back then included victories over American forces on you know the Great Lakes. So there literally were like American and Canadian ships patrolling alongside each other. Where it's like America's like, yeah, victory of the Japanese, and Canada's like, yeah, we beat your asses. <laughs> <laughs> we fucked up those guys right there. <laughs> so, so, so today's game. So we, we we shat on the stadium. We thought the Ottawa supporters group was very active, very very fun to be with. Good numbers, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah good numbers. numbers. I wish they could have brought like their bigger drum and their capo. Um, no, their capital wasn't there. No, I'm saying that the, the, I was just laughing about the fact that if they even the guy who was subbing in as capo was told to move aside, if you had even one more capo, oh, I know the security would freak out. But like the second half, they had like them seven or eight security guards covering yeah. them, like. And you walk over to the five points, and it's chaos. It's bazookas. It's bazooka. Yeah. <laughs> People are pretty sure stabbed. someone died there. <laughs> there was a thunderdome. A trident was thrown. <laughs> Actually, I gotta give them props. That is the biggest bass drum I've ever seen. That thing was massive. Oh, and the yeah. three points? Uh, the five points? Five points. Five. Sorry, you guys lost two points. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that thing was huge. I've never seen a drum that big. Yeah, those it, guys are, are pretty focused on making the biggest possible party they can. That that drum is already big in itself, and then the day that they unveiled the fact that it lights up green, it was like, holy shit. Mm. Uh, the fireworks, I would say, are not typical. Um, we've, seen, we've seen smoke more often than we've seen fireworks, and even that's usually a problem with posture. Like you, you think they took kind of lenient with us today? I think it's more like they couldn't really get into the section to deal with yeah. that problem. That's what you want, to be because honest with you. because it, on a day where it may not be as packed, it's like you know the Gestapo like swings in and starts yeah. just like yanking, throwing heads around. So that's, well, it was full. The stadium was yeah. full, and I'll give them respect for that. It was. Yeah. 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 They reported a number really, exactly. really good numbers today. Yeah, yeah ten thousand people. Yeah, and you yeah. can see 10,000 people yeah, on that stand. Yeah. It wasn't like last year in San Antonio where they said, 9,000 people here, and you look, and it's just, you know, 4,000 Four, maybe. Uh, yeah. Grow the game and play the numbers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they obviously did wonders for San Antonio. So what do we think about the match itself? Now, none of us have watched the replays yet, so we've just got our hot takes to go on what we saw. Dominated. Entertaining. It was, so it was boring first half, but holy shit did it open up in the second half. We yeah. uh, on our on our show we had actually kind of given three what our three needs for the game were for the Cosmos to dominate. It was score early, which they did. It was control the midfield, which they did not. They did not do a good job of it, but they did it less poorly than Ottawa did, mm-hmm. at least in the first half. Yeah. And it was shut down the service of Tom Heineman, which as long as they did was fantastic. The moment yeah. that they fucked that up was the moment that you know we almost you know threw the game. What surprised me was seeing the Cosmos on a counterattack, which is not something that they are known for. It's not, although they, they have elements like Walter Restrepo's, his speed is incredible. It is ridiculous. Or, or like if you have, a, I mean, Lucky doesn't get that much time anymore, but he's very, very fast. So, yeah. But yeah. They, don't, they don't really utilize it that much. No. Not in that way. Lucky was an odd sub. You're up 3-1. Why are you putting an offensive guy in there instead of bunkering down? Because it's the Cosmos, yo. Yeah. <laughs> well, when do they start playing a Dutch style of football? I mean... Total void ball? Yes. <laughs> I, that, I did not expect to see that from Gio. Gio's... He's good at bunkering down. 
That second half, though, I think that was like, what was it, 10 minutes? Maybe I'm exaggerating this in my head, but there was a red card, then Ottawa scores to level the game, and then the Cosmos come back to go up 2-1. There was a yellow yeah. card right after that red card. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like, and there were fights, but you literally like pushing and shoving. And of matches. course, Ottawa's the only one who gets cards. Elbows thrown, guy gets stomped on, looks like, yeah, then the guy laying on the ground looks like he has an epileptic fit. I mean, it was WWE. Okay, Tom Heineman died at least like four times in that game. That's true. He is, I'm sure, like at Queen's Memorial Hospital right now with a tag on his toe. Right. (laughs) To be fair, I felt in the first half there was a a yellow card that Ottawa really got lucky about. And when Gaston, you know, he he got that boot to, I forgot who it was, his head. I I didn't argue it, that was a yellow card. That was, yeah. But on the counter, Seba Gonzadi is moving up the left side and he catches a boot to the head. Nothing happens. I just want to say, by the way, I'm very disappointed by the fact that the five points, I'll give them back their, their full credit. I'm disappointed that five points does not sing Disney's Gaston song. <laughs> that is a, per- a personal disappointment of a degree that I cannot explain. Yeah, I'm not going to tell another supporters group how to run anything, but uh, I think your trumpet player needs some assistance. What? And I mean, like, out of the stadium, into the parking lot, <laughs> and never allowed back in. The only way you could do better than having a guy named Gaston on your team is having a guy named Whole New World on your team, okay? <laughs> <laughs> or a guy named Hey, Well, if we have somebody who has, like, you know, life changing revelations, like Metal World Peace, that might not be impossible. That's true. <laughs> he hate me. He hate me, yeah, that's right. Can we get him back? Is he still playing? Rod Smart. He plays the XFL. Well, Ironically, wasn't uh, Peterson the... Um, was he? No, no, he, he was, was NFL, NFL Europe. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. I keep getting the failed leagues confused. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't XFL. God, that was such an abortion. <laughs> Mike, did you have a memorable moment today? Of the XFL? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what's funny is that, like I had a... Mem- it was like I was... We were in the corner right. with, the, with the Ottawa supporters. And it was actually at the end of the game, and they all came over, and, they, and I think it's one of the things, I'm fairly new to the game, you know, and it's one of the things about soccer that you just don't see in any, any other sport. So the, all of the, you know, the, all of the Ottawa players, they come over, but you see Tom Heineman, and he was, like, Distraught. devastated, and it looked, like, devastated for more than just himself. It was more than I lost a championship, or we lost a championship, you could tell that it meant something, the connection that he had with the supporters. And you see him go over and grab his baby and everything. And that was just one of the things. It's one of the things you walk away from and you say, I don't, you don't see this anywhere else in yeah. any other sport in this country. Although we are assuming that. And his, his beard baby. and his hair is fucking <laughs> immaculate. You know? Dude, he is me. As opposed to the sacrifice. <laughs> like, to the dark gods! I claim this victory. Well, I don't know what Tom. happened to the baby after. Team Wolf devours another victim. The Beastmaster, and he's playing Rip Torn. He's like, the gods demand a sacrifice. (laughs) I I gotta say, I mean, uh, you know, while we're getting sappy about the Ottawa Ottawa people, um, credit to the Bytown boys and the Sony Monday Riot who brought science commemorating Ferris. Yeah, yeah. the the one with the Eiffel Tower and the Beast sign. That was cool. And then. Even more credit, I would say, to Pfizer. Pfizer, who came over to say hi to the supporters, shake their hands. And he saw these signs, and he just snagged them, and he took them over to the celebration so that they could get on cameras. When, yeah. when he went out to get his medal, he actually held it up 
like held it up pretty well. Everybody applauded. I think even yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there were a bunch of us on the field, like a bunch of five-pointers, and I think even they applauded. That's yeah. awesome. Of course, yeah. of course. It was a very, very classy move, very thoughtful, both from the supporters and the players. And like, yeah. that's, that's good to see. You know? it's, it's nice to see people be human beings yeah. in something like a sport, which is so sometimes so crassly commercialized. And you see the, the human element with yeah. Heinemann being yeah. upset. Or with some of these cosmos, like just going, you know, going nuts when the when the final whistle blew. Yeah, it was. It, I have to say, besides Hofstra being a steaming pile of shit, right? <laughs> besides that, it felt like a championship game, Is like you, in, in any professional league. I thought I that thought was like a good the, game. The presentation, the game was good. The presentations at the end, I thought were good and classy. It just felt, and it yeah. felt like an event. Even before, like there was a really good buzz around it. It just felt like a real championship game. So saw how many I fans stuck around afterwards that. to watch the whole thing. Yeah, I yeah. mean the whole the whole grandstands were still yeah. full. Mm-hmm. I've seen trophy presentations of the past of the whole stadium is entirely empty. Yeah, Atlanta, twenty thirteen. They they opened up the gates and said, "Come on out to the field," <laughs> and there weren't enough people to fill up the field. <laughs> there was like maybe a couple hundred people. Yay, we're fans! Hey, Carmelo Anthony was there. Yeah, yeah. and oh, dude, I went down to the to the lobby uh, when we were taking the bus to the game, and then suddenly I'm walking over to Mitch from the greatest name supporters group in all of NASL. Sorry, ESG. <laughs> it's the Dade Brigade. Yeah. From Miami, <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, dude! Like, I and he. So I'm walking up to him. I'm just saying, "Hey, how you doing, Mitch?" And he's like, "You know who's over here, right?" He points to his left, and he's like, "I'm like, who?" He's like, "Nesta." I look to my left. And he's like, "Freaking Alejandro Nesta is like standing two feet from me." Like, and then he's like, "Hello." I'm like, "Hi." I, I just introduce myself normally. I'm like, "Hi, I'm Nachi Kid." Like, like Nesta's a guy I should introduce myself. To. And he's like, "I am Alejandro." <laughs> and I was like, and that's when I fell in love. All I could think about saying was Alejandro. No, I didn't, I didn't say that. I'm something like Lady Gaga, but I did say like, yeah, I've, I've watched you on TV a, a few times, a few times. Like he's a Mexican soap opera star. It was a, it was a real who's who out there for the league, at least. Uh, oh yeah, I, I was I was in an elevator with the uh, Rayo Vallecano guy, not the the OKC guy. Like the, the owner. Yes. Yeah. I was in an elevator with him. He's on um, the bus with us. At one point, uh, you know, I was in the section, I was in the stands, and I was right next to your coach, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, hey, how's it going, man? Colin was there? Colin was there, yeah. No yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah, he was right next to us. Um, yeah, he, was, like, he, was, he was with me on the bus to the game, and talked to him for about an hour. Junior Burgos, Stefano Pino. They were right next to us. Yeah, Wells Thompson was sitting behind me at the West, was it Wells Thompson or West Night? One of the two was sitting behind me on the bus. Wells Stefano, Thompson was there. Yeah, Wells. Yeah, Wells was right next to us. So, Stefano was sitting to my right on the bus, and I'm just like, Oh my god, don't say anything stupid. <laughs> but like the 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 fun thing was when we were walking out of the stadium at the end, we were just standing in the concessions area waiting for you, Jason. Whatever you disappeared to do something on your own. I had to go and, say goodbye to Lucky. And I see this like brown dude walking out with a kid, and I'm like, that's Sunil Galati. Sunil Galati, like I expected him to walk out with like two burly guards and like <laughs> David Beckham having a conversation with him but he's just like walking out on his own like just leaving the stadium and like through the normal exit well you know considering the Bronx cheer that he was getting for some of the New York supporters I thought he might have security with him yeah and NASL Stadium is probably not the most safe place for Sunil Galati right so not the tallest man in the world I'll give him that either yeah that's true actually but uh, he looked happy he looked happy I'll give him that he was smiling he also looked very gracious took photographs with people yeah one thing that was really funny though is some of our friends from other supporters groups walked up to him to take a photo and they like moved past a guy and like Sunil was like 
you know that's like one of the America's 150 most handsome people from like 2002 or whatever. Turns out they had brushed past John Hartz without giving him a second look to take a photo with Sunil. <laughs> so like there was a bunch of I guess American soccer royalty. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, there was a lot of people just floating around. And yeah, like like yeah, I, I had no idea Carmelo was there. I'm, yeah. Peter Wilt um, Peter, Peter like, Wilt was there Gave me like a, a choke For a I second I was like Who is this How guy Giving me like Peter a tight hug we, we interviewed him once On the show But like we'd never Been to Indy And then when he came here We never saw him If he was here So then I met him And he was like Wow this guy's like This guy's like A total crap show But he's he's so cool He's, <laughs> he's such so a normal, cool he's guy He's such a normal yeah. guy He's yeah. such yeah. a normal cool businessman He's, he's a brilliant businessman But he's so personable Yeah And it catches you Completely by surprise Because he's not severe in any way, he's not like, you know, business, business, business. Yeah, I and then, and then during the game in the first half, he was in the Ottawa supporter section. Yeah, that's oh, right. He, he was not in the VIP area, fancy, whatever. He was in the Ottawa supporter section. Well, last year we were drinking with him over in, uh, around the Crocketeers. We're yeah. hanging out with Peter Wilt the whole fucking first yeah. half. Well, yeah, he's, he's a gonna, wonderful And he's going to miss him when he jumps ship. Oh. <laughs> rumor, 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 yeah. rumor. Hot take. <laughs> right. It's a whole episode of hot takes. Yeah, well, I, I didn't even know what a fucking hot take was until about two weeks ago. I just thought that was just a way of calling somebody a douchebag. <laughs> it's thanks yeah, for the hot take. I'm like, oh. fuck you then. It's like a bodily function. Yo, I ran back to my room and I had a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> I used my left hand this time. <laughs> Actually, it's a Japanese dish and it's called a hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it was. I think overall a a game that the Cosmos deserved to win. It was. Well, they played. They all played them. Yeah, it Except was. Except for Heineman. Heineman was super. Another fucking super, level. Dude. Super Tommy. Super Tommy. What was the chant? Yeah, uh, super, super Tommy Heineman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Raúl. Raúl's final game. Did any of you get caught up in that? Because there were tons of people with Raúl flags, Real Madrid jerseys. Oh, yeah. there's a lot of Real Madrid jerseys. And I, I, I heard that the, the press conference there were lots of questions about Real Madrid. Who are you supporting in the classical? Seriously? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, he got to the point where you know, and it happens a lot whenever the media gets a hold of him. I feel it's, it's like, I'll say it's like an eighty twenty split of like Cosmos to Real Madrid, and now it's like the, the media. The thing is over. It's like, bro, bro, what are you? What are you returning to Madrid? He's like, well, two weeks ago I said my future was in New York, and now my future. I'm still saying it. I'm staying in New York. That's my future. Right. Yeah. So, but it's just like the the Spanish press. Whenever they get their hooks in, they just they have to. I mean, he's he's always going to be a eternal capitan for them, right? So, yeah. He's a phenomenal player. Yeah. And he has been for a long time. Now, today's a, gamesmanship, though, when Pizer were oh, take those oh two the free kick and the goal kick, and he was like standing in the way. Like just yeah, and he had to be like moved back by the ref. I mean, well, that was, the clock's ticking. Yeah, and you're, you know, got a minute. It's like a minute left. It's funny because you know, as much like Pazer has proven himself to be the gamesmanship master for the season. Like he's single handedly like the most incredible gamesmanship player. And then Raul like completely outgames him. And I'm yeah. like, this is something <laughs> I haven't seen all season. Right. And all of a sudden it's oh no, you're gonna play around. No, I'm gonna mess you up. Right. right. 
They were the last minutes of Raul's career too. Yeah. And actually, I'm pretty yeah. sure the last kick of the game. Last kick of the game was was it? Raul. You got an yeah. awesome video. Yeah, show I got a great video of it. It'll come out somewhere next December. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do a short documentary on. I on was our five feet away here. from him. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually did get caught up in the moment that this great man's career was coming to an end. Marcus Senna too, but I think Raul's just on a different planet. I hate to say Senna disappeared during the game. For, uh, for I'm gonna say for most Cosmos supporters, it's actually the other way around. Um, you know, Raul is a huge illustrious career, but most of it was spent with Real Madrid or Schalke right. before. And he comes here for a year, and you know, I, I feel like for a decent portion of the middle of the season, he just kind of vanished. Yeah. He was there, but it wasn't Raul. Right. And then towards the end, toward like the last three or four games, he really just showed up with a surge and oh, was yeah. a huge factor in getting us to where we are today. But Marcos Senna. That guy has like connected with supporters. He's received like the supporters player of the year award in person at like a local bar here on Thirty Third Street. And it's like, who does that? This guy played for the Spanish national team. Yeah. This guy played for Villarreal. He doesn't have to do that. He shows up. And then the first year back, two thousand thirteen, what does he do? He wins the soccer goal by hitting that one that that one that ball into the beautiful net. kick, beautiful shot. And like, uh, and you talk to most analysts, they'll still say that he's one of the most, you know dangerous uh he's still like the most dangerous dead ball specialist in the country and, and he's him. still and, and he's retired and he's still the most dangerous guy in a dead ball in this country mm-hmm. so for us he is more of our legend than Raul. they'd say thank you legends to both of them and that's everything but for most supporters senna is a legend and raul mm-hmm. is like we're very grateful for what he's done yeah mm-hmm. that makes sense well what was it an article that came out earlier in the year that senna was ready to walk away at the break right and he was like, he had his ticket to Brazil and everything like that. And I, I guess they made him an offer. And he just thought about it and said, no, I've really loved being here. Yeah. And people embraced him. So it wasn't a matter of like, what was the guy in Fort Lauderdale? Leo Mora. Leo Mora. Leo Mora, where he's like, <laughs> thanks for the half a year. Fuck off. I'll see you later. Yeah. Leo Mora. Well, did, did you see the thing where um, the reason... The original reason he gave was because I don't think the NASL is going to survive or blah, blah, blah. Like, all this negative really? And then it got spun. Like, within days, it was immediately, no, Leo Moore wanted to return back to Brazil to play <laughs> closer to his family. He's playing in India right now. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's in India. How do... Guys, in... sorry, I got to go. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he's in the Indian Super League right now. That is hilarious. Holy crap. Because, you know, I bet... I want... but He couldn't have signed for them this year, though. Because it must have been an exemption because he had already played for two clubs and I believe that's the FIFA rule. You can't play for more than two clubs I, in a single year. I can't remember where I heard it and I, I want to say maybe the team. Oh my God. I need to... I'm going to start Googling this right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Just hit the Wikipedia page. It probably has it's very. It's always going to be accurate. So I think okay. <laughs> without fail. That's how I did most of my college papers. I think that's, that's good for uh, the... The game itself, I got to say, um, this was the first time I got to meet Commissioner Bill Peterson, and uh, not going into any specifics about what we did this morning, because oh that we'll have to do some other time when, um, when when the changes have been implemented to the supporters. We've got some very exciting things, I think, for the NASL supporters world. Mm-hmm. But I, I enjoyed listening to Bill Peterson. I enjoyed listening to the other NASL executives that we met, and so hearing some of the things that they have to say for the future of this league, and just... The impression, just talking in generalities, the impression that I'm left with is that there's a good future for this league. Absolutely. And, and I, 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 you hear a lot of doom and gloom online, guys. Yeah, you, yeah. We, we talked about the fact, Mike, that you're on Reddit a lot. Oh, yeah, I am yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I left thinking the NASL is in strong shape. I don't know if, Marcus, you agree, Mike, if you agree. 
I absolutely do. I think if you look at all of the indicators, you would say that this league is doing incredibly well. I think the only thing that taints it a little bit is people see like the rapid expansion of USL and say, well, why isn't that happening? And they use that as an indicator. Or they write false narratives about San Antonio leaving or even Minnesota you right. know, being promoted. I'm doing air quotes. You know, and they, but I think if you look at anything around the league, it's pretty strong. What do you think, Marcus? No, I, I agree with that the league is getting stronger every year because you see how they grow with all the expansions going on and we would wish to see more expansion a little bit further north instead of Florida, <laughs> instead of Florida all the time. North of the wall. <laughs> yeah, when we get FC Pensacola, I'm sure oh. you guys are going to bitch. Oh, you mean further north as in north of Florida, yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yes. Well, there's a little wasteland in between there and the south. But I think sporting Juno, you know. Yeah. That's, one of the, that's one of the rumors. Ocala United. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, the I village is FC. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, we see the media coverage increase, increase every year. Yeah. You see coverage on radio, newspapers, TV, and... Two years ago, we were watching the championship on Ustream. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Well, for us, we watched it in Canada this year on the NSL website, so... Right. It's not much better. Not no, much better. No. I, I yeah. think it's like, you know, at this point, it, it's still... There still is... You're right, there's a measure of doom and gloom, like, right? Uh, sure. And I, I don't know what it takes to make that go away. Yes, yeah, it's just definitely improvements. Right now, we're watching this on ESPN3, or... The um, better, better, <laughs> Or better options than Ustream. But, I mean, at the same time, to play devil's advocate, I mean, there are still some concerns, right? Like, the future of Atlanta, San Antonio, are they even here on Monday? Yeah. Uh, Which, personally, I don't think so. And then, you know, we have numerous battleground markets opening up. Like, we're opening a club in Miami when Beckham is still... The threat of Beckham has been hovering. The threat of Beckham, right. The stench of Beckham. You know, New York... I'm pretty sure that's his cologne. New York is... New York, the Cosmos, you know... They were always going to come back to New York. There was nowhere else they were going to go. Right. So you're not going to Saskatchewan Cosmos. That's unfortunate, though. <laughs> <laughs> but they're in a triple battleground market. And, uh, you know, now the OKC thing, they're going to be fighting with, uh, you know, Oklahoma City Energy. So I think that like, there's... I'm not saying that it's doom and gloom, but I do think that there's some probably concern about, like, the conflict that lays ahead for this, uh, for this week. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a very realistic take on it. One of the other things I'll mention, besides the fact that I think the NASL left me with a positive impression this time, was that the supporters left me with a positive impression. I think all of us from our different teams. Yeah. And we came together, we had fun hanging out, of course, together. Right. Uh, Alcohol was involved. <laughs> and pizza. So uh, I can tolerate the Cosmos guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, surprisingly, but, but, you guys are amazing hosts, I gotta be honest with you. Um, not surprising, actually. You guys are absolutely wonderful, and thank you for everything. Seriously, yeah. From the from the podcast people to actually to the five points people, and I think that's a conversation we could not have had two three years ago. Fuck all of you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, eat a dick. Thanks, man. Yeah. Fuck. I love you. Too. I love you. <laughs> I love you pieces of shit. You're so fucking awesome that I, I want to punch you right in the face. Uh, it was it was good. It was it was a productive conversation that we had and. Yeah. I enjoyed I enjoyed yeah. seeing yeah. people from different markets hearing about their concerns the, the the ways that they're working or not working and especially talking to Mitch from Miami about all the things they're excited to do in that new area sure. bringing up a new sub- brand new supporters group it's exciting yeah I mean you're watching the birth of a brand basically yeah. it's kind of cool 
I wish the the Puerto Rico guys were here. If you know, I wish the. Uh, I'm not to ask. Are there Puerto Rico guys? I don't know anything about them. Uh, I reached out through Big Soccer. I think that's the only way. But we won't know until they start. There was a, a supporters group for the Islanders that existed, and there's like a photo of Wikipedia of them all waving flags and being really excited. Right. But. I don't know if they're still around. That one's going to have to grow organically. Hey, so tough cost listeners in Puerto Rico, because I know there's a lot of you. Start a group. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys in Oklahoma, do the same. Funny thing is, there was one guy who was really excited for Rio OKC, who is Serge Ibaka, who I guess is a Spanish-born yeah. basketball player who plays for the Oklahoma basketball team. The Seattle Super Songs? I'm not bitter. Formerly known as. Formerly known as. He, he, may be more, he may be more excited than the Buddy Kano supporters who are like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Why are you spending money over there instead of here? I wonder if it's just like, it, you know, because it's so crazy. It logically doesn't make sense to anybody. And if it's just going to be like, oh, crazy like a fox, you know, and, uh, <laughs> we're all going to be surprised at how magnificent it is. I really you have hope it two is. fans and not just one? <laughs> wow. I really hope it is. And you know what? I hope they make their splash signings. I hope they bring over somebody who really turns heads. Yeah. Uh, they haven't named a coach yet, and there's some really good names out there. Hey, where, where all of you, where can people find you on Twitter? Do you guys have Twitter accounts? Oh, yeah. I do. Mine is uh, at... Um, Fat Seven Deuce with a PH, which was a, with a PH, because because right, it was a car. I had this 1972 Plymouth Duster, and that's what we called it. And then it's one of those things that you're like when you sign up for Twitter, you think it's never it's never gonna follow exactly. me exactly. Yeah. So you can. By the way, that's uh, Deuce spelled in the normal way. Yeah. <laughs> Be glad you didn't pick Magnolia fan or something. Like <laughs> what about you, Marcus? Yeah, my private Twitter is uh, Evil Ernie six six seven. Six 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 was taken. <laughs> and, uh, so just a little bit more. Evil. And it's not Evil Ernie from or Ernie from Sesame Street. It's actually a comic character. So might look it up. It's an interesting comic book. A lot of dead people in there, so that's funny. Oh, that's nice and uplifting. You can find our show on Twitter at uh, TickPod T I C C P O D. You can find me at Delta Reaper. Once again, another name that just sort of follows you around. <laughs> that was back when I used to, to game a lot more and not so much anymore. So, uh, But yeah, you can find us on there and you can hit me up with all your nerdy questions about you know nerd stuff because I love that stuff. You can find me at, at Ralph's Mob uh, on Twitter. Um, you can find me at jbruzakazi if you really wanted to reach out to me. If you can spell that. If you can spell it. Spell <laughs> Nobody wants to. That's okay. Uh, but I use that more for insulting politicians and random people. Uh, if you want to talk soccer and insults, uh, you can always go to Ralph's Mob. So we were talking about private Twitter usernames. And I don't use mine too, too much these days, but mine is at Lockstock Spock. Because back in the day, my favorite movie of all the time was Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, and I was a huge Trekkie. So Lockstock Spock. Bam. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> but the place that you actually want to find me and this podcast is at TWO United Fans. Uh, we are also on iTunes, Stitcher, all these wonderful places. So... Keep listening, tell your friends to subscribe, follow all these wonderful people, keep track of the NASL supporter scene because there are some really wonderful people working there. Have a good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Cosmos win. Fuck the Cosmos. <laughs> I left it over there by the beer you stole from me.
really yeah, oh, see? Yeah. That's your fucking home keys. Yeah, like, let's not lose those. I like to get it. <laughs> like, Can you come to Manhattan and come pick me up, please? <laughs> Fuck you, you're sleeping on the streets tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you got friends in hotel rooms crash there, bitch. <laughs> I, I, like, I took the day off tomorrow, but when they find me asleep in the office, which is like eight blocks away, and they're like, uh, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, no, I'm just... How did you guys get in my apartment? Oh. Soccer has ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> Soccer has ruined every other sport for me, I hate to say it. Baseball, I have no patience for. I watched one NFL game, a Bucks game, which probably was a mistake to begin with, but I just, I was bored. Yeah. I'm fast-forwarding through everything, I'm like... And now it's ruined Madden for me, which is a crime, to be honest with you. Because I fucking kick ass at Madden, and I'm like, oh god, go faster! I just want to run the play! Yeah. It really has. Like, I, I used to be Sundays glued to NFL Red yeah. all day long. You know, I watch it, you know, from 1 o'clock all the way to the end of the Sunday night game. Right. I haven't done it at all this year. I know? watched one game this year. Like I'm the worst fucking Bucks fan, or like the typical Bucks fan, actually. Yeah, you're you're you are now as good as an Indian moving to America because I watch one football game every year, the Super Bowl. That's it. Yeah. Now I watch the Super Bowl for the fucking commercials. Yeah, well, I've been doing that for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But you, don't, you don't even get those commercials in Canada. <laughs> <laughs>